You are listening to the Badass Bitches for the Badass Bitches, hosted by Kim Coffin, Empowerment and Sexuality Coach with Get Your Sexy Back, and Carrie Hoffman, Align Practitioner with True Performance. Our goal is to bring you uncensored, pleasurable wellness for you, for your body, and for your mind. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a beautiful guest with us today, Ash Johns who is a spiritual life coach, and we are going to go into reclaiming pleasure, your pleasure, of course, through ancestral healing. So welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. And now I feel like I need to put on my sexy voice too. Like, yeah. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Introduce yourself, please. And always have a sexy voice because that's extra pleasure. I like it. Yeah. So I am Ash Johns. I am a psycho-spiritual life coach. I'm an ancestral healer. I'm a conscious business strategist, which all of that is just words I use to say, I help women and women identifying people break generational and ancestral patterns so that they can live in their freedom and create the life of their destiny that they were called to have when they decided to you know, be born into this world. Mm. I could just re-listen to that. That was beautifully said. Thank you. Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tell us more about who you serve and what you do and how it works. I'm interested in everything you do. Uh, I feel like ancestor work and generational healing work is just blowing up everywhere. There was a time where none of us talked about our deepest family secrets or could identify something was an ancestral trauma that we've inherited and all these things around our psychology of humanity and fight flan and freeze. And I said, flan, (laughs) I had flan. I do it all the time, (laughs) but we weren't aware of all these things. And what I realized was as much work as we do to come back to ourselves and realize who we truly are and speak our truth. At the end of the day, we're repeating family patterns in the world as a collective in our lineages and the groups of people that we love, but we're like, wait, that's, that's the reason why I'm behaving this way or thinking this way or responding this way. And so my work started off with opening up energy channels and channeling energy for people and helping them free up space for their business so they can conceive it and birth it and believe in it. And the more that we did that work, the more the ancestors started coming through talking about what the real wound was, why they were pushing away money or shutting themselves down because it was something bigger than just them. And I was like, oh, this is lineage healing. Like we are the face of restoring and reclaiming pleasure, possibilities, abundance, fun, joy, glee, togetherness, unity, like all the things we get to do, but we just need space from the past. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Speak more to the space. Tell me what the space includes and involves. Space. Well, man, there's so many ways to think about this, but what I know is that we hold energy. It doesn't matter which practice you're doing, whether you're going through psychology or you're doing somatic healing, you're doing pleasure work on your yoni, your pussy, you're working out, you're eating differently. We're shifting the energy in our bodies. And what we know and science continues to show us is that consciousness continues, which means when we die, we're still energy. We're energy in people's body and bones, but we're also energy as spirit. And so, um, being a medium, being a spiritual person, I'm very sensitive to spirit. 
as are everyone else. We're just moving too fast, thinking too fast, thinking of all these other things that we're not tuning into spirit. So when I say making space, yes, we want to do those practical embodiment things that make us have space in our body, our minds, you know, in our energy. We also need space from the ancestors who are around us, who their unfinished business is kind of imposing on our own energy bodies, physically and energetically. And then when we do that, we can start to have them metabolize and work through their issues by having space from them so we can see them more directly. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But when we have space from the actual ancestor spirits, we can then go in and say, what's really going on? Like, why do we keep thinking this? What happened to you? Ancestor guide? What happened to you? Great, 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 great grandmother. Not just my mom, not just my grandma, not just my dad, not just those first few generations, but like, what's the core trauma that makes us as a lineage as humans keep repeating this energy. And now let's transmute it with you dead person. So that that new blessing, the truth of the essence of our femininity or our abundance or our openness to imagination and possibilities can flow more into my energy field, more into my body, and I can hold it. I can now embody it. So the way I kind of describe this is we're doing end to end work. I do my personal work in this body and my mind and my spirit and my energy field, right? And I also want to work with my ancestors so their energy starts to transmute and we can hold a greater energy field for whatever I want to create in this life. So simple, mm. so complex. Simple, <laughs> complex, and just what I could talk about all day long. Mm-hmm. I want to know more how. How do you do this work? How do you work with your people? What mm-hmm. an example of what you would do? Well, when I, before I even get into the, how of how I do it, I just want to invite other people to explore all the ways that you can actually get into ancestral healing, because let's be honest, what I just experienced, some people's minds are like, what the fuck did she just mind's blown? Mine is <laughs> right? totally blown. Yeah. And some people may be ready to hit stop. This is woo woo shit. I'm out of here. Listen, it's spiritual, it's woo-woo, and it's practical and real as hell. Let me tell you. So first off, here's the invitation because whenever we're thinking about improving our own lives, we think about the quality of life, right? So what can I physically do to make my life better? And that makes us kind of look at our families and and different ways we've been, you know, socialized to be. And we want to either draw on some of the good things and then push away the things that we kind of don't like. And so there's many ways to start ancestral healing. Maybe you are doing lineage tree. Maybe you are looking at the stories of people's lives. Maybe you are being like, why do all the women be caretakers or not have orgasms or, you know, shy away from buying expensive things for themselves or denying them, you know, whatever the pattern might be started, just becoming aware of how your family operates. That's one level. All of us can do that with a journal and a self-help book from any shelf. Right. So that's one. Two is again, genealogy work and the archives and doing the family tree. And maybe even you swab a little DNA and look at what tribes and groups of people you come from. That can be very healing. You start to be like, oh, when I heard the bagpipes, that's why it spoke to my soul. Or when I heard a certain type of drumming, it did something for me, you know, or when I see these Mm -hmm. different colors and tapestry, I don't know why I'm drawn to weaving. That's ancestral healing to reclaim that kind of belonging, that kind of craft, right? Then we've got the woo-woo stuff. We start getting into seeing mediums and practicing different spiritual religions or singing different songs and doing different things for the purpose of healing. Herbalism falls into that space. You can totally do that. Sometimes think people can think of tarot and divination and, you know, sweat lodges and doing different things 
is also ancestral healing from a spiritual and religious yeah. perspective. Now the way that I sex falls in there too, and my femme training as well. Femme is embodiment and dancing, which I'm drums and releasing emotions, right? Yeah, the lifestyle of that, being in the red tent, bleeding together, different Mm. things we do with our yoni during that time of the month, like all of that stuff is completely pleasure, sex. Those lineages definitely ancestral healing too. The way that I work and also a story I want to tell while we're here today is calling in the actual ancestors. So it starts off what people will call as a meditation, just to get into your body and get sensitized to spirit and energy. Then we start to move you into trance state. So we can start to cross into the ancestral realm, the spiritual realm. You might have the gift of seeing or sensing or hearing or whatever it might be, but we got to actually tune into the ancestral realm to see whatever gift you got to activate. That'll help with your communication. Then we root into an intention. We're here to heal core wounds in the lineage that's playing out in my life and body. That's stopping us from being the legacy of pleasure, of fun, of freedom that we want, or whatever your intention might be. Maybe it's to break the pattern of mothers and daughters relationships or denying yourself the pleasure that you want or whatever it might be, right? You normally kind of are getting into this for a reason. And then we start to call forth an ancestral guide in your lineage who can help with the healing. Someone way far back who remembers a time when we weren't, you weren't suffering from the thing that you're suffering from. Right. So, um, you'll have someone come forward and they're like, yeah, long, long, long time ago, we always had orgasms at the beginning of the day. You know, (laughs) like you never know. I've seen a lot of different things. And they kind of come in and talk to you about the blessings and why this original way of living got pulled away from the family and what wound it actually created, right? We ask them to shift that energy in the family and shift it with every single ancestor in between you and them. And it comes to a point where you get to receive that blessing and that energy. And then it's time for you to embody that behavior or that pleasure or that whatever it is in your day-to-day life. So that's an example of end to end, but When I say we're doing ancestral healing, it's literally healing the lineage, healing the people you belong with, shifting the whole energy of your family system. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's there's song, there's different things you do to close it off. There's offerings you can do, but yeah, that's consecrations, even, um, even, um, the emotion code. I'm also trained in emotion code as well. When we're clearing and releasing stuff, I was always taught that you're also going back and, and cleaning, clearing all the lines before you and after you as well. Yeah, which is really, that's true. Really how does that cool. feel though? As an emotion code person, how does that feel to do it for them forwards and back? I'm so curious. Um, I prefer more of my other work. I prefer going in through real embodiment and dropping into pussy and to energy and to just feeling and doing it differently. I have it and I use it very much. Yeah. Why? What do you think the transition was? Um, or why I, I, you know, I didn't use it a ton in the beginning. It was an option. I thought it was very interesting and curious to look at it. And it probably seemed the reason probably why I said, yes, let's try this as a coach. Um, it seemed like an easy fix kind of thing, but it's not, it's Mm. way more than that. Yeah. And I think they're like, it's, it, that in itself seemed like an easy thing to do and energy test and go through that. I think there's, you can do some of that, but I want to go deeper. I want more, I want more underneath of it Mm. and definitely more embodiment. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I say end to end, the embodiment piece is like required. Like some people think because I work with ancestors and have you work and heal energy with the ancestors, there's no embodiment. Like, oh, it's all blessings and good energy, and that's it. They're gonna take care of it. I'm like, uh, no, embodiment. No, you is gotta feel it. Requirement. Yes, you gotta feel yeah. it. You gotta do it. You gotta step up in that shit. You gotta walk it. Like all that. But what I hear people who do do emotion code and other types of, you know, ancestral healing, where you're the person that's facilitating the healing and you're going to do it forwards and back, like literally that phrase, I am the generational healer. I'm the one who's going to do it forwards and back. That's a lot of energy and a lot of fucking work. And it is. Yeah, yeah that too. And it's not you. And that's the reason why I emphasize we are working with the ancestors. They are responsible for their healing, just like we're responsible for embodiment physically here. And so when people that say feels better. better. Yeah. When people say that feels better. Yeah. yeah. When people sound like, yeah, (laughs) when people say they're tired and they're like, ah, ancestral is so heavy. I'm like, yeah. Cause you're doing all this energy work on behalf of like hundreds and thousands of people carry the same experience that you're wanting to change in your own life. Why not have them do their healing work? They can, right. Mm. Just like when I can. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm not doing no one's work for them. Even as coaches, right? We can never do it for our clients. We can't do it for the dead. And we that's are why I don't like it. Eh? It's so interesting. Yeah. But we share energy with them. We do. But that's why I don't like the emotion code per se. That's yeah. the part I'm talking about because it doesn't feel. Yeah. Interesting. So you're so not the first person who's told me that. That's why I was like, oh yeah, let's talk about it. Cause it's a thing. I much prefer going into sacred sexuality and dance and movement and energy work and breath work mm-hmm. and using all of that to come together. Mm-hmm. Feels more nourishing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our bodies need it. And it's, it's, an instant shift. You can tell when you move your body yourself, when you sing the songs, when you tap tune in, turn on, as some people would say, right. You have the instant shift and you can see how your quality of life is shifting. I believe in calling the ancestors into that space too. So it's the whole practice of being like, you know, we don't have to sit quietly and like have them come to us and envision. It's like, join me in this dance. Is that going to shift your energy ancestor? Are you ready to let go of your sexual abuse that stopped you from being able to love the birthing process. Like there's so many energetic imprints that they are holding that affect us. And that's why we're doing this like end to end again, I say energy shift with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Beautiful. When we were talking, we were also talking about kind of seeing how your work morphs into the sexuality realm and you wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. Do you still want to go there? I totally want to go there. So I don't know where it's going to go, but we can play. But what I see so often is like tension and separation amongst the energies, the polarity energies, the masculine energy and the feminine energy within the work that I do. And so it'll be a different maternal, you know, mother ancestors stepping forward, just being like the masculine isn't here. That's why we're so tired. That's why we can't open up. We can't receive because whatever happened historically took the masculine away or the men were taken away or whatever happened, there's a missing of that energy, which means it was built up more inside of the women, right? And there's an imbalance. So we're balancing the masculine, feminine polarity energies with the ancestors. And people are like, oh, now I, again, I have greater access to hold this within my own body. I attract different partners. 
I am open to all of my kink and all of my savory sassiness. Like I have just more access to things that other women or other men in my lineage did not have for the first time because we got to do the healing with them too. And for me, that changed a big deal because I'm a black woman. I'm American. I have African-American roots. I've got some English and some Welsh in there too, but let's be honest, I'm motherfucking black, right? Like I carry a specific imprint from the histories of this country. And I was like, all right, we're saying we want to heal this and we want more pleasure for black women. And we don't want to feel like we have to always be strong. I want to go back in time to when we did know how to be a different way. As much as I love the resilience we carry, I'm interested in what can be restored that's been lost. I see it with my white clients all the time too, where they're like, I feel like y'all are so strong. You can say whatever you want to say. And we're like tiptoeing and being nice. I'm like, yeah, guess what? Every time I work with a white woman and we get back in that lineage, there's some warriors, there's some strength. There's a different type of expression of femininity that again has been dampened through the patriarchy and through so many things that's made that energy be way less. So what would happen if we heal it in the lineage while we're doing the embodiment work, you and your ancestors get to stand together in your your beauty, like incredible stuff happens. That's the reason why my clientele and my community is so diverse because we're all doing the work with our people. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I want more. I know. (laughs) we get into I'm like oh yeah yeah uh, yeah how did you get into this oh my um, god I was just thinking the same thing I was gonna ask her I gotta tell y'all a dirty little secret Ooh, we like dirty little secrets I don't fucking know how I got in <laughs> <laughs> just happened I was born into it. I think it's one of my, my, like, anytime I'm on a podcast and people ask me how I get into this, I'm like, my whole life was this. I was looking at my family patterns and saying, I'm going to be different. I want to remember what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling. And when I'm an adult, it's going to be different. I would keep track of this in my Mm -hmm. team. It led me to go into the career that I went into before all of this and travel the world and be entrepreneurial. Like all these little pieces of my life added up to an immaculation or whatever, a mixture of what I am doing. So I'm not going to say it's the training or the initiation or what the teacher is. And I honor all of those people I've worked with and trained me in different modalities. But at the end of the day, I own and carry this magic in my own damn body and my own spine and the bone marrow of my soul. I was called to do this for all of us. I can totally relate. Totally. It's like my entire life has led up to this point and it just keeps growing and evolving. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember, I don't even know if she's even doing pleasure work. She had this huge following. I think her name was Adina. She had this huge following in like 2014, 15 on YouTube around pleasure practices and sensuality. And I think she was from Austria, which I feel like all the pleasure things are coming out of, you know, Um, but I remember we did a retreat together. We both were living in Bali and we over, you know, cross lanes. I was doing ancestral work. She was doing pleasure work. We ended up doing a retreat and it was my first time doing and energy, because we were doing orgasmic energy, orgasms, energy orgasms. Yeah. Full body orgasms. That's what it yes. was. Let me get the word out. You know what I'm trying to say? 
So we were in a retreat and we were doing full body orgasm. So no clothes on, right. No like penetration or anything, but just with the energy. And my ancestors came around and were like, yeah, we need this. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? And they were like, we want more pleasure. We want you to open up to all the things in the world, wherever you go, wherever you travel, we want to eat the food. We want to feel the textures. We want to sing the songs. We love different wow. And she was like, oh my God, do you see what's happening? And I'm like, I need to tell you what's happening. You don't know. That was a, to me, this moment of the overlap of like, what do my ancestors need and miss? And what do I need in my life? And how am I working with them and practicing and seeing, you know? Yeah. I'm curious. Do you hear them? See them? What do you, do you you feel them? them? What are your senses? I'm all of them. I have all of the clairs. The only, actually, no, the only one I don't get is gut. I don't get very much like taste. Oh, I'm not clear. What is it? Clear guttural where you can taste things. I don't have that, but I'm clear. Audio. It's interesting. I wouldn't put clear guttural with taste. I'd put it with more gut, but go figure. Okay. I don't know. It's not one I think of. Yeah. I might be wrong. We can Google that after two. We can Google it. So clear audio. So here Google. <laughs> so you hear. Yeah. Um, I hear, I see, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I think those are the same three I have. Oh, and I, I smell. Know. Yeah. I do smell, especially if there's mm. something going on with people around different things. I'll get a scent around it. Yeah. There's okay. one other one and I know it from my goddess cards. I'm trying to pull it out right now, which one it is. I had the smell thing happen once and I thought it was the strangest thing ever. So yeah. it was like early in the morning and I could smell my dad and he mm-hmm. was in Florida. And I was like, and I was like, he was right beside me. And I was like, that is so random. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the day I was at work and I smelt him again, like right here. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I call my mom and I'm like, Hey, this is going to be kind of weird, but uh, is dad okay? And she's like, what do you mean? I said, Ma, I, I've smelt him twice today. Like he's standing right beside me. She says he's in a hospital bed. He's very sick. Blew my freaking mind. I was like, that is the craziest stuff. That is so cool. My dad is okay. He fully recovered. But I was just like so empowered that there was that connection. And yeah. I didn't know what it was. And I still don't know what it was, but you talking about this, I'm like, I've smelt my dad before. And you saying that I was going to say, I never smelt anything before. And yes, I have. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah. Oh, my grandmother. Yes, I did. Right. And she was one of the most important people in my life. Mm. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. It just goes to show we're still connected, whether alive or in death, scent, the clothes, everything holds the energy of the person, including the actual person, even though they've transitioned on. And one of the big questions I get when people are considering the work is like, oh, I'm estranged or I'm adopted or I've been orphaned or I don't even have my papers. I don't even know my birth date or where my people are from. We're just this, or we're just that. And I'm like the energy of your people, whoever they are father, brother, great grandmother, great, 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 whoever you still carry energy with them. And there's a practice I do right at the beginning, just to feel the energy field of your people and to see how close they are. 
And it's interesting how many people are like, I don't even know what I'm going to feel or sense or smell or whatever. You know, I don't think I can do any of those things. And then their folks are right there. They come right in and they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought this. Like, am I really, I feel, I can tell, or I see energy of them or interesting. I'm remembering a Polaroid picture of my great, great grandmother who only, there was only that one photo that's coming through in my mind's eye. You can mm. And so the energy is around us. And that's just a really good example in your live life um, of that being true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yep. So good. What else do you want to share? Anything else you had up your oh sleeve you want to talk about? I don't even know, but I just believe this is a time of actually there is something outside. I think this is a time of two things happening or the both. And as we like to say, of going back and reclaiming the best things possible in our lineages, like really having, being rooted into our belonging, who we are and all the things of our humanity that is our bloodlines. And then there's this transmutation of, let me take all of that good stuff while healing out the things that need to, whatever shame, whatever things is keeping us small and constricted and not open and juicy and all the things. And I get to create something new on this world, a new way of being, a new way of relating, a new way of living, a new way of all the things that lights me up. That's the reason why I do the work. I don't really care about the narratives of ancestors and who did what and for how long it's been gone or whatever, like it's the reclamation. And then what are you going to do with it in this life that I literally burst out into tears. I celebrate. I like jump up in my chair all the time with my clients being like, look what you walk with. Like you're not the only woman in your family who's about these orgasms or is about this pleasure or is about high-end things or is about nurturing and caring. Like it seems like you are the only one or you're the black sheep or you're the weird one, but nah, when we go back, they're up in there. Yeah. And that also is like permission and power and empowerment to keep doing your message and going forward. Oh, yeah. It's your calling. Yeah, absolutely. I believe every single one of us have a unique purpose as a soul in this world. And in this yeah, planet at this time, if you will, we all have a reason why we came into our lineages and at this time and interested in the things that we're interested in. You know, my mom is always like, we never talked about spirituality and did all this stuff that you do. Meanwhile, the more that she sees me in my practice with my ancestors and giving myself permission to be the woman I want to be, she's like, oh, I remember my great grandmother doing that. Or uh, just because I saw you do it now, I want to do it. And she's like the way that she started incorporating like prayers to those who came before us. Part of what she's Christian, like in her regular prayers, yes. those who came before. And I'm like, that's what we need. We have been taught to think that we're going to just move forward or go for the, the, the big O or the pleasure, the thing that we really want, but there's so much more that creates that. Like we cannot go for it without going back. And that's reclaiming the stuff that we think isn't there, but totally is. Yeah. Makes total sense that, that, that witchiness, that power, that knowing, uh, my grandmother as well, same one, um, very important in my life. And I brought this up with my cousin about a year ago, just before COVID. Cause she just came down a few hours and I'm the oldest. So she's younger than me. And I was like, she's very witchy too. And we're almost like the only two witchy ones out of all the cousins. There's like nine of us at least that are admitting it at this moment. And I said, granny, like, she has in 
entire surrounding of the cottage, which my uncle still owns, and the house, quartz and garnet and amethyst and mica. She made a whole fireplace out of it. It's almost like she made a freaking grid around the cottage and the house. And yet she's Christian. Right? Oh, yeah. Those are my favorites. And I was like, like, what do you think, Sarah? And she's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yes. Hidden in plain sight. I love it. I love that. Right. I have total chills. I have had that for the last few minutes. Like, it's just like whole body. Yeah. It's in us. It was in her. It was in them. I think it was repressed for many, many years through patriarchy really coming strong in the 1900s extra strong it came strong all the way through but extra in where women belong mm-hmm. and us trying to reclaim mm-hmm. and take our power back and stand in our power and own our mm-hmm. witchiness and our power absolutely yep I mean when you think about it historically and I am no history snob so <laughs> this is probably gonna be jumbly but I know it's true because I just know <laughs> um we'll leave our friends to do any research or come back and add some notes or comments but when we go back historically, I don't know any people on this planet in any book or any Google Wikipedia page who didn't talk about being connected to the spirit realm, right? Honoring the earth and the water and the trees. Like we all had our unique ways of doing that. I've lived in different countries. I participated in various different cultural practices, um, ways of being in spiritual reverence, relating like, and there's always uh, honoring the past, moving forward, looking at the stars and the sun, working with the flowers and the bees, <laughs> right? Like animism is real. And so when we think about honoring our bodies and coming into more vitality and what we want to build and what we want to hold in our lives, like how are we going to leave out the very like tools that humanity has to get in touch with divinity and power and spirit? Wow. Yes. Another mic drop. Boom. But I don't want to, you know, ruin the podcast. Yes. 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 Totally. Terry, how are you doing? What's happening down there? I'm, I'm good. Say. I just put myself on mute because I'm afraid the front door is going to open any second. So I'm just like buffering the sound. Oh, cool. <laughs> She's trying to save me in editing. I am, which I greatly appreciate. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think all of that is just so amazing and it's needed to have that ancestral healing because our pains and our traumas go back so many generations. And I can't imagine like from what I know to even farther back. I can't even imagine like the things that have happened and what's been brought forward. And now where I am at my, the point in my life, the things that I suffer from and seriously suffer, I'm Mm. like, what the fuck is this? I have no idea. I know it's all emotional. Mm -hmm. I know it's not physical, right? It's nothing that I can go to a doctor a medical doctor and say, here, I have this going on. C- can you please fix it? Cause they've tried and it hasn't worked. Right. So I know it's something so much deeper, but from a place of, um, you know, the, the, the normal person that walks the earth and is totally oblivious to there's something so much deeper going on, you need to investigate. And to hear the things that you're talking about brings it to light. And I hope so many of our listeners are like, oh my God, I need to 
speak with this woman. I need to have her help me. And perhaps I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but be my guide to help the people in the past, to help the people in the future. I don't want my son living with the shit I live with. Like ax it, get rid of it. You guys we're good. Let's move forward. And you're stronger in numbers. I say that all the time on this podcast. So if I can take my grandma and my great grandma and all of those people from the past and pull them with me, fuck, we got an army. Let's go. Yes. Huge army. Mm -hmm. I hear that a lot, actually, with potential clients. And thank you for that, Carrie, who are like, actually, I don't know what patterns I am perpetuating or holding or what's in my And I don't want to pass them forward. So I'm getting ready to be a parent or a mom, or I'm considering it, or I already am. And I'm starting to see my kids doing things that my mom did that I chose not to do, but because the energy is still there, it skipped over me and it's with them, or I did it. And now they're doing it. You know, Ash, so true. I see my son do some things from somebody he's related to. He has basically never met this human being in his life. And once in a while it'll come out and I'm like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> oh, like oh, yeah. and yeah. not a good O, like a bad O. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need to clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> this is the reason. Like, I love a good like. Give me the evidence. Give me the science based mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I you get do. that. The embodiment yeah. is good. Like, we need that for our minds. We need it for living in this plane. Don't get me wrong. And when we've done all those things and we still see it, that's when I'm like, ancestral healing is needed. Because for me, I couldn't figure out why, like, aside from like pleasure and all the things like that, I just could not stay in one spot. I constantly wanted to move. I was like, I need to travel. I need to move. And we moved a lot as kids. We were not in a stable home. When I started going back into the lineage, because I'm like, I feel ungrounded. I don't have community. I've got friends scattered all over the place, but they're not deeply connected. I'm not rooted in myself or with people. There's, this is, that is a human need. I don't care how many people, you know, if it's not deeply rooted, you will not feel yourself. You won't feel safe in the world. Right. Yeah. When I went back, I was like, oh, the ancestors were talking up to me about how always moving was their best way of survival, but it not only disconnected them from each other, it disconnected them from the land. So here I am. I never feel at home. I never feel like I'm safe. I'm always feeling like I have to move. I'm constantly Nothing can grow without having roots. Yeah. Period. Right. So now I'm happy to say I've been living in the same place for four years. This is going to be my home because that healing has happened. So it truly is like the things we're experiencing in our life have deeper, deeper, um, wounds and roots and that we can shift that with, with the folks. Yeah. Thanks for that, Carrie. Beautiful. So beautiful. Is there any last thing you'd love to let our (laughs) listeners know? I want them to know that I keep spreading my arms and like giving air hugs to y'all. Yeah. And please share like, what do you have going on? Yeah. How can people work with you all of it at once? I will. So first you can find me at my website, ashleyjohns.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y, the normal. I was born in 87. If you want to know every, every Ashley born in the eighties is like spelled the same way. So ashleyjohns.com. <laughs> you can find me there. You can follow me on Instagram. If you want to just get a feel for who I am and what I do and all the expressions of ancestral healing and how that affects you in business and pleasure and money and like who you want to be to be in your actual freedom. So that's Ash inspires on Instagram. 
And currently what I'm enrolling is healing is happening. So it's my membership program where you can come in and get beautiful, easy to listen to meditations and journaling prompts to start your ancestral healing journey. You can also join healing is happening. The mastermind, which we journey together for six months doing the work in community. So you can feel connected and well-held as you learn to work with your people. Mm. And do you work with people privately? I sure damn do. Thanks. For okay. Asking. Of course. <laughs> I do. You can have an application to work with me on my website. Again, ashleyjohns.com. And I take up to five clients at a time, lucky number five. So if you're ready to do this work with me, starting in January, the applications are open. So come on in, let's get to know each other and let's do this work. Yeah. Amazing. So, so amazing. Mm. Yeah. Any last things you want? people to know who are listening, who are like, Ooh, I don't know about this. What would you say to them? Oh, we all, this is all our birthright. We're just remembering old ways. I'm just saying it in a modern way. This stuff is easy. It's fun. It's juicy. And it's going to knock your socks off in the best way. You are really going to know who you are and who you walk with by doing this work. And I just want to honor everyone who's listening. If you feel an interesting, you know, a little pull or a nudge, or like, you're like, Oh my goodness, that's your sign. So I want to honor all of y'all listening. Who's called to the work you Kim for having me, Carrie. Great to meet you. This is good. I feel like we got to do some more. We got to do some more stuff, but thank y'all for having me. Yeah. So, so welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the badass bitches. Please scroll down on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating. We invite you to follow us join the conversation and share episode ideas you want to hear more of on instagram follow kim at get your sexy back coach follow me carrie at body align and on facebook friend us personally kim coffin and carrie hoffman 